Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health where we aim to inspire, educate and empower women on all those taboo topics that no one likes to talk about. Today we'll be talking about the pregnancy myths and debunking them. Now I get asked questions all the time and it actually surprises me at how little information there is out there which is evidence-based. All the information that we discuss today are from the NICEKS guidelines, the RCOG and the NHS website. So let's start with the top 10 pregnancy myths. Number one, one glass of wine is fine. No, it is not. And the reason for that is because during your first trimester specifically is the time when your baby's vital organs are developing, specifically the heart, the brain, the neurological function. And any damage or toxic substance that's in your body during this time can affect that development. Alcohol can cause something called fetal alcohol syndrome. And this is a syndrome that not only affects the brain, but also the heart and can cause some congenital abnormalities. During the first trimester, the risk is higher, but of course, having alcohol at any point during your pregnancy can cause risk to your baby. Number two, caffeine is not allowed. That is not true. You are allowed caffeine and we would suggest around 200 milliliters per day as a limit. And some patients say, well, I don't drink tea and I don't drink coffee. So therefore this shouldn't affect me. But actually caffeine is in many food products. So for example, fizzy drinks like Coca-Cola and also chocolate. So if you're someone that loves chocolate, make sure you're looking at the back of the label to see how much you're taking in every single day. Number three, no cats. Now, if you have a cat, I do not suggest that you kick your cat out as soon as you become pregnant. There is no need to do that. However, what I would say is that you do keep away from cat feces. I would advise not to start changing your cat litter tray once you're pregnant or start touching your cat feces if that's something that you're likely to do. Ask someone else to do it for you. And the reason for that is because in cat feces, there is a type of bacteria called toxoplasmosis. This can infect your placenta and can cause issues to your baby, specifically to your baby's brain. Number four, you cannot exercise in pregnancy. I do not agree and actually you should be exercising for sure. According to the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynaecology, we recommend 30 minutes of moderate exercise every single day. If that's too much, 30 minutes of exercise at least five times a week is enough. Sports that are high impact, things like rugby, skydiving, deep sea diving, bungee jumping are things that are not advised purely because of the strain and impact it can have on your baby bump and we don't want to cause any further trauma 
to your baby. Now there's lots of benefits of exercise, as you probably already know. So I'm gonna list a few for you. It can reduce the back pain that you get during pregnancy. As your baby bump gets bigger, you get a lumbar lordosis, which is where your back curves in. Exercising, doing yoga and stretching can help to support those muscles in your spine and reduce that lower back pain that you generally get later on in your pregnancy in your third trimester. You can also have a reduction in your constipation and weight gain, which can happen during your pregnancy as you get more pressure on your bowels and that reduces its ability to contract to get your stools out of your body. Exercising can help ensure you have a strong core. So having good strong core muscles can help you during the delivery process of your baby. You'll need to also have very strong pelvic floor muscles. So I would suggest that you start doing pelvic floor muscles if you haven't already. Even if you don't have a vaginal delivery and have a C-section, your pelvic floor is under so much stress because you are carrying a very heavy baby for nine months of your life. And you can imagine the strain on your very delicate pelvic floor can cause your pelvic organs to drop later on in life and can lead to issues like urinary incontinence, even fecal incontinence that so many women do not talk about. So please do make sure you're exercising your pelvic floor. There's an app that I sometimes recommend to my patients called Squeezy, and it's a great app to help you to remember to do your pelvic floor muscles every single day. The next thing is number five, pregnancy cravings. Not everyone will get cravings during pregnancy and you don't actually need to have cravings anyway. Many women do not have them. So if you think, actually, I'm pregnant, I don't crave anything, my diet is just completely normal and I don't feel any different, well, that is completely fine. Number six, morning sickness is just for the morning. Eh -eh. Many women will experience sickness for many days many weeks in fact, and some women throughout the entirety of their pregnancy. It's not just limited to the morning, it can happen at any point. Most women will find that their morning sickness gets better after the first trimester, typically after 16 weeks. 10 to 20% of women will never have any symptoms of sickness. So lucky you if you fall in that category. There is an extreme form of sickness in pregnancy and that's called hyperemesis gravida. This is where women cannot keep fluids or solids down. They have constant vomiting and it is associated with an electrolyte imbalance in your bloodstream. You'd need to go into hospital for this because we'd need to rehydrate you with IV electrolytes and make sure you're able to sustain a little bit of fluid and food before you'd be discharged back home. You'd also be started on antiemetics, which are specific medication to stop you from vomiting. Number seven, sex is not allowed in pregnancy. This is also wrong. Having safe sex will not harm your baby. And that is because the penis will not go past the cervix to interrupt with the womb and the environment that your baby's living in. Your baby is protected in this secure bubble with amniotic fluid. And then around that bubble, there's also the muscular wall of the uterus. So safe sexual intercourse shouldn't affect your baby. However, there are scenarios where it isn't advised to have sex. And that's in situations where you have a low-lying placenta. So any um, interruption to the placenta can cause some vaginal bleeding. If you have an incompetent cervix, which is where the cervix 
um, can flatten and efface, meaning that it can push you into preterm labour. Uh, three, if you have preterm contractions, any further stimulation of the cervix can actually further induce those contractions and push you into preterm labour. And also, if you have any vaginal bleeding, we need to identify why there's any bleeding happening at all. So if you're having sexual intercourse, it can induce further bleeding, which is why in those specific examples, we would suggest for you not to um, and only to talk to your doctor first. Number eight, sex can cause early labor. Now this is wrong and the reason for that is because semen contains prostaglandins. Prostaglandins can then stimulate the uterine lining to cause a false type of contraction known as Braxton Hicks contractions. And it's these contractions that make you feel like you're going into labor but they are not true labor contractions. Another reason why sex is actually good during pregnancy is because it helps to reduce the stress that you may experience during pregnancy. It can help reduce some of the pain you may experience by increasing your endorphins and serotonin, and that down-regulates your pain receptors. And not only that, it helps to increase the blood flow to your pelvic organs, which actually means for women, sex will be more pleasurable during pregnancy as you've got more blood supply to your sex organs. Number nine, you can't travel on a plane when you're pregnant. This is not correct. You can travel on a plane. However, depending on your underlying conditions and how far along your pregnancy you are, your doctor will give you specific advice as to whether it's safe for you to fly or not. Also, we need to consider how long the flight is, how long you would be immobile for, especially if you're at high risk of a VTE, a venous thromboembolism, DVTs or pulmonary embolisms, which are clots in your lungs. If you are planning on taking a long haul flight, we would suggest that you are adequately hydrated, making sure you're taking regular sips and having at least two liters a day, as this reduces your blood becoming sticky and forming clots. We'd suggest that you use stockings and you're mobilizing often, rotating your ankles and squeezing your toes, going for regular walks down the corridor and, and the aisles of the plane. If you are at high risk, you may require blood thinners, but this is something that you'd need to discuss with your doctor. Number 10, stretch marks never go away. This is not necessarily a myth, but it's also not necessarily true. You can get stretch marks during pregnancy, and the reason for that is because your body is growing. You have elasticity and collagen in your skin, which is being stretched. And the amount in which your skin stretches is mainly to do with your environment, but also your genetics. If you have a very stretchy skin, you have a lot of collagen in your skin, then you're likely to not have as many stretch marks. And if you do, they're likely to recover very quickly because the high collagen content can help replace uh, your skin with new skin cells. Many marketing companies and manufacturers in the beauty industry will pry on your insecurity of stretch marks and they may advertise things like anti-stretch mark cream, cocoa butter, specific oils to help reduce it, tablets, collagen supplements. Now there is very limited evidence to suggest that these products will reduce your stretch marks. So it's really important that you don't get sucked into these marketing ploys. 
Fundamentally, if you're going to get stretch marks, it's dependent on how stretchy your skin is and how much collagen you have in it. In this video, we've covered the top 10 pregnancy myths. If you've enjoyed this video, give us a thumbs up. If you've got any other myths that you'd like us to dispel, drop them in the comments below. And as always, it means the world to us if you share this with your network so we can educate as many women as all the best. Until next time, take care. Bye.